Yo, 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 it's your boy, Courtney Anderson, a.k.a. Big C, one half of the Lit Cold Podcast with Edgar Jones. The podcast where the menu is short and sweet, but there's plenty for your mind to eat. Look, we're back at you with a brand new episode this week entitled Outside of the Box, featuring a powerful, powerful brother, uh, author and visionary, K-Run Valentine. Now, K-Run has, has penned uh, a few books in his day, uh, one being Aligning Yourself with the Success You Desire, another being Beyond the Crack Generation, and another being Live Above the Hype, Life Skills Curriculum. And that book was forwarded by none other than Dr. Michael Eric Dyson. So K-Run's a well-connected brother, powerful brother, who's doing a lot of work out in the communities, working with over 14 different organizations uh, over a few states, including uh, Cali and Maryland. Uh, he's, he's created curriculum uh, that administrators use to help bridge the gap between them and uh, inner city youth that are raised on the hip hop culture, right? So what he does is provides understanding. Understanding is the absence of confusion. Confusion breeds fear. And a lot of times these these people are fearful of these youngsters that are coming into their programs, right? So the work he's doing is amazing work, it's big work. But what we're talking about today with him is that work, but also what led him to that work. So the evolution of him as a man, you know, where he came up, what his surroundings were, uh, what he learned from those surroundings, and then when he pivoted and decided to go the route that he's going now. So this one's going to be full of jewels. I uh, hope that you all tune in, get some from it, evolve. Again, it's your boy Big C. We'll see y'all later. Peace. Welcome to the Eat Cypher. Flow hotter than the hands on Peter Piper. And now we would like to introduce you to your rivals. It's like Ali and Tyson. The hook is with the liking. So nothing, Mr. Bison. Maximus and Leonidas. You were in the booth with Titans. Goons, goblins, and Vikings. It ain't really nothing like us. I'm thankful to be here. Man, yeah. K, man, I think we, uh, I think a lot of times, man, we just try to confuse things and make things very complex. Mm -hmm. It's really, really simple when it comes to uh, dealing with people, man, because we all got the heart, <laughs> you know? But you know what? To your point, the interesting thing about that is that's the complex part. Watch this. Yeah. The complex part is getting to the simplicity of it. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. the simplicity of it is at the core, mm -hmm. but it's a challenge to get to the core to find out what's the core matter of what we're dealing with because everything else is a distraction. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. So yeah. when like minds can 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 decipher and get to the core of the matter, to us it's like, this is the issue. Like, what, what don't you get about it? But yeah. it's like, no, 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 that's your <laughs> gift. You able to get to the core and get through the complexity because the deeper you get, the more simple it is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's the that's part of that's part of the lit code. Yeah, that's that's what we do. Uh, I like to tell people if I get a if I get a brand new puzzle, and it's got a thousand pieces, right? And it's a square shaped puzzle. No picture. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going on. I know that it's a square shape, so I know I'm gonna have four corners, and I'm gonna have edge pieces, right? Make it simple. Don't worry about it. It's, it's a million pieces right here. Simple as this, let me start putting these edges together. That's right. right. Let me start fitting like pieces together. And sooner or later, pictures start forming. I see a tail, I see a paw. I see another paw, I see a stripe. I say, oh, this is a tiger. 
Now <laughs> I just got to see where it's where it's going. Yeah. But if you if you think million pieces, oh my god, it's like we say you want to start a business tomorrow. People give you a list. You got to do this, or you Google it, and you get two million different things to pop up. We're gonna talk about that all the time, and you'll you'll get overwhelmed. Like ah, well now let's just do the first step. Come up with the name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Name it. Exactly Put it out right. there. See if that see if that name's taken. If it ain't, all right, we want that. Now make your LLC out, right? Uh, plan it out, do your thing, and then step by step and build momentum. That's all you got to do. So that's part of why we started the lit code and call it the lit code, uh, because we, we like code? to say. So tell me about it. Now I'm interested so, in hearing. <laughs> so the lit code is illuminated in thought. Of course, uh, illuminated was Ooh. was taken out of the uh, out of the English diction by yeah. by some of our uh, counterparts. But we like to still use it, right? Illuminated means to light. Yeah, and then in thought, uh, basically, the kids like to say lit. So uh, usually when they say you lit, that means you got the best looking car or you got all the money or the jewels or the shoes, whatever. No, we came up the flat stuff. But all that stuff is fleeting, right? And soon you'll be lost. You'll lose it sometimes or you'll, you'll get it and figure out, it don't make me feel good either. Or that ain't lighting my path either. And the only thing that can really do that is thought processes. So if you can illuminate thought first, right, and leave with that, you'll never be in the dark, right? This other shining stuff, <laughs> the shining stuff only shines for so long. It, it can't leave you in the dark in a lonely place. So uh, we just like to try to break down life's complexities, make them simpler. It's funny you said it because that's, that's literally what we try to do. Uh, Put it in layman's terms for people, our people mostly, but for anybody, like stuff anybody can get, right? Uh, we grew up in the country in Louisiana, right? Used to go swim in a pond and uh, we tried to catch crawfish, right? As long as you were in that pond splashing around, right? The water's cloudy, you can't see nothing. So if you get still, right? For a second, it's just like in life. We get in the middle of stuff, it's cloudy, we don't know what to do. We started thrashing around, trying to find our way, find our way. Be still, right? And then everything starts to settle. And then you can see where the crawfish are. So we break it down in simple terms like that. Simple as we can get it. Uh, we talk about perspective. And a Sprite can, right? And Edgar telling me that Sprite's a lemon-lime soda. I'm saying, well, it has, uh, me find something on here, it has, uh, azorbic acid and citric pectin in it. He like, nah, it's lemon lime soda. Say it right down the front. I'm looking at the back. I'm saying, nah, it's got this in it. We'll argue over that all day, right? Perspective, both of us right. Neither one of us wrong. We took a little time and spent that can around. Right now, I can see where he was coming from. He can see where I was coming from. Mm-hmm. Right. So we try to we try to break stuff down in a simple form like that. Uh, to get people to lead without man, instead of leading with all this other fleeting stuff that we taught to lead with. And that's how we came up with the name. Uh, and the and the breaking it down part is the code part. So the lit code, we actually deco- decoding complexities and breaking it down in simpler form. So that's where it was birthed from, you know, from conversation basically, just, just us. Talking like we talked the first time we talked, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> we said, man, we gotta start recording this and. Just having conversations about life, man, uh, that's, that everyday people go through. You know what I'm saying? Now, the other part of that is we like to bring guys like you on, right, uh, that have done extraordinary things, 
but are still ordinary people, right? Uh, because we highlight rappers, we highlight uh, I'm talking about society, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Edgar was just talking about that. He's a he's an ex professional athlete, so a lot of people like to highlight that about him, right? They like to just stick with that, but he's way more than that, right? And he's really more ordinary than they think. He's he's going through the same things they've gone through, the same adversity, the same trials and tribulations. Uh, his upbringing wasn't the best, right? You get picked on, all this stuff that happens to everyday people, and they think that there's something wrong with them because it's happening to them. Well, now nah, you got NFL players that go through stuff. You got guys that created their own curriculum, authors, they've written many books, made plenty of money that go through the same thing still, some of the same tribulations that you go through. So bringing you on, right, letting them know that this guy here is cool. That's what cool is, not just the guy that's talking about running his, running his op down with a 30 stick. That ain't really cool. This guy here and what he's doing is cool. Uh, Edgar Jones, where, where we're from, his name, my name means something. We're from small town in Louisiana. But when you say our names, it means something. So people had this idea of what they think. Well, and that's cool. We have done great things. But then the day we can sit down here and tell you about our bouts with depression, our bouts with substance, our, our, our uh, bouts with relationships, right? Yeah. Uh, with all these different things. And maybe it could shed some light on them lit enlighten them to see that okay they just like us so i can do i can do whatever it is they doing and more so that's part of what we do with that being said <laughs> i'm in the right place then bro go ahead with the intro brother go ahead with the intro we you, usually... you said the brother was an like nfl player but he's a fashion model because that jacket and that hairline is on point oh hey, man you know what hey hey what, you, hey, what kind of you boots think, you got on hey, you think that's something boy these calf skins i got on these boots <laughs> these cowboy boots <laughs> bro i see hey, that, that, I that's intentional that ain't I almost, I almost put some gators on too <laughs> <laughs> bro not playing i see it hey <laughs> texas man you know, you know what i'm saying, saying? I, texas man you come <laughs> hey in texas you come strutting in the room with some boots and some jeans oh, on man. a good jean and a blue jean jacket yeah, and I can I can do hey. some of that guy right there. Hey man, stop that! You said in Texas, it. that's anywhere. That's worldwide. That's, man. that's worldwide. Man. <laughs> that's solid right there. That's solid. Yeah, no, man. I'm in the yeah. right place. Everything that you're saying is real because um, a lot of times we want to tuck everything away, but man, we all dealing with what we are dealing with, and when we bring it all to the table, and you know, iron sharpens iron. That's how we get better. So I'm I'm here for yeah. it. Yeah, cool, it's man. Definitely let's go on for this better. intro, man. Let's go ahead and get yeah, it. I, I will. The, the sharpener and the sharpened knee both changing at the same time. Anyway, we want to welcome y'all back to another episode of the Lit Code Podcast. I am Courtney Anderson, a.k.a. Big C. It's my compadre, Edgar Jones, to the top. Uh, at the bottom, we have a very special guest today. Uh, it's author of, of three different books that I know of, uh, Aligning Yourself, with the success you desire, uh, beyond the crack generation, and live above the hype, uh, which is a life skills curriculum forwarded by none other than Dr. Michael Eric Dyson. Uh, and that's a big one. That's one of my favorite yeah, it is. bar spitters when it comes to uh, <laughs> debating and speaking. You know what I'm saying? Really, really in touch with the hip hop culture, but, but how to use those bars to uh, shift our mindsets. On, on other things and to, to enlighten us about certain social injustices and other stuff that goes on that kind of makes us who we are. Uh, 
So K-Ron also has his own uh, curriculums. He works with over 15 different organizations, uh, state to state, city to city, uh, <laughs> spreading the good, the good word to uh, everything from teachers to youth to psychologists, uh, kind of bridging that gap between inner city youth and their behaviors and those people who may be teaching them or handling them that may not understand exactly why they are the way they are. And that's very important because uh, I think with our people, a lot of people think when you see them, they say, they say stuff like bad or uh, <laughs> hood, ratchet, whatever they want to call it. Uh, but to those kids or those people that you're talking about, it's just normal, right? That's the environment that they grew up in. If, if we grew up uh, in, in India off the coast and in a village full of fishermen, our chances of being great fishermen would, would be heightened. So if you grew up in the hood and your parents uh, or your one of your parents was on dope, one of them sold it, one may have been pimping the other. Well, guess what, Jack? Your chances of following that same uh, uh, that same path are heightened, and that's just the way it is. It's nothing. They didn't choose it. They didn't. They didn't want to do it. Right. That's kind of the environment they grew up in, and that was their normal, mm -hmm. which which is very important. That he teaches that because our youth are in the hands of people who will hopefully mold them. And if they don't understand them, first thing they're gonna do is write them off, uh, give up on them. And so I want to give you your kudos and your flowers on, on doing that. Uh, but I've told you what K-Run does. I let you, I let K-Run tell y'all who he is. So that's the question we like to start with, but so let's, who is K-Valentine, who is that? Oh wait, that's a powerful one, okay. <laughs> Brother, I'm simple when it comes to that, man. I, I'm 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 a brother on on divine assignment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm on divine assignment, and I utilize my experiences, my life experiences, and any any um, enlightenment that I get, just to empower this divine assignment. And right now, my divine assignment is working with the community and empowering the community. You see what I'm saying? Like. It's not, it's not about, I don't, I'm not, I'm not here to try to save nobody. I'm not here to try to fix nobody. I'm just here to help support and empower. That's all I, that's what I'm here to do. So that, that's what K-Ron is in a nutshell. You know, when it comes to like morality, I'm not, I'm not a saint. I'm none of that. You know what I'm saying? You catch me on a Saturday, you might, you might be disappointed. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm still, I'm still on my divine assignment, brother. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's just what it is, bro. You know what I mean? I got you. Hey man, that's that's uh <laughs> that's very important because cause Egg and I are big on that. Uh I don't I don't judge anybody for where they are when they're there. Cause I was where I was at a point and I am where I am now. And I find out that uh some of the stuff I think is right right now, later on, as I evolve, might not have been so right. You know what I'm saying? So it's I, I, I'm very careful about judging people when I hear certain things they do. Now, certain stuff you you file, you just file. But, you know, especially youth, younger people, like, well, he yeah. did this and that. Some people can say, ah, he just ain't going to ever. I'm like, well, you know, I, I've stole before. You know what I'm saying? I've I been with some people I shouldn't have been with before. I've done some things I shouldn't have done. Uh, and, and there was a point in time where I thought that was right. I was doing the best I knew how to do at the time. So that's very important that you led with that, not trying to change nobody, not trying to convert nobody, 
right? I'm just trying to <laughs> share this that I have that's helped me along my way. And if it helped me, hopefully it can help you. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's big yeah. on you too now. Yeah. Uh, I know Edgar has a few questions for you, but I guess I'll, I'll lead by asking. Yeah. That what you just said, what, what led you to that? To wanting to do what you do now, what what was your motivation behind that? Mm, well, I want to I want to give credit where credit is due. I, I was I was nurtured in it. I didn't realize it at the time when I was a little little kid, like before, like as a baby. I went to a I went to a school called Omawale Ujama African Center School. Now I left at six, so that's what I'm saying. I was a little kid, you know. There was a preschool and all, all that. And they always taught one who learns must teach. And it was always giving me communal values, right? And my mom used to always sew in communal values. You know what I'm saying? She she was a Marvin Gaye fan. So she always be talking about save the babies or whatever Marvin Gaye was saying. She would always be like <laughs> instilling all that type of stuff in me. So I had the Marvin in me and the Omawale in me, all of that. So it, it, it was, it was, it was sold in my spirit, you know, as a young, young age. So with all that being said, obviously, if you know my story, I didn't, that ain't what that ain't the path that I took early, but it came a time in my life where, where um, I got turned on to some information, you know, particularly about uh, my black people and black community. Um, and hearing that, I was like, it, it, it blew my mind. And I read, I read some stuff, some books I read, uh, you know, got turned again to some information. And I realized that I'm a part of the problem. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm out here. I'm a part of the problem. And, you know, the man in me, you know, being a man of integrity, regardless of what lifestyle I was in, I'm still, I was always a man of integrity. Like, I mean, you, character is everything, no matter what you're in, in my, in my mm -hmm. opinion, right? And I'm yeah. like, I can't be out here complaining about what the powers that be is doing, whatever you want to call it. You can't If I'm a part of the problem. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, either I'm gonna shut up or I'm gonna be, you know, I'm be a part of the solution. And for me, I guess I gravitated to what was sold in me early, and I wanted to be a part of the solution. So with all that being said, you know, and again, like I say, divine, just being real, I want to oversimplify it. It was some divine pulling with it. You know what I mean? It was some real divine pulling that was like, hey, it's time. You know what I mean? This is the way things work. And with that being said. I wanted to be a part of the solution. So the way I started was the easiest route or the most obvious route was education. Cause I was like, I never had a black male teacher or, a, or any, any, any person of color, not a male black, a male person of color teacher in my whole public school experience. Not one. I said, I want to go into education. I want to break that, that cycle. You know what I mean? And not that I was so big on education like that, but I, that's what I wanted to do because I wanted to break that cycle. And that's how I input it. I said, I'm, I'm going to start with that. And then it just, you know, we could keep talking, but it just snowballed from there. The whole question, I mean, the whole answer to that question is I came to a point where I wanted to be a part of the solution. I made a decision to be a part of the solution and just give what I can give, you know what I mean? Authentically. Like, I got to yeah. start how I led. <laughs> I can only give you who I am. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to, I can't, one thing about me, I can't fit in nobody's box. I'll tear up the box every time, <laughs> every time. But I will authentically show up and give you what I got to yeah. give to be a part of the solution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey man, I, uh, yeah, you just said a mouthful. Uh, back to that box, I told yeah. Courtney this a couple of days ago. I was like, man, don't try to put me in the box because I scratch, I kick, and I'm gonna get out. I said, don't even try to put a fence around me. I said, this is what I know about myself currently in my my life now with my awareness um, and just tapping into my spirit and who I am and how I should be operating. I don't need the fence. I don't need the invisible line. I don't need the box. I just know it's time for me to come back home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just know it's time for me to come back and just get in alignment and make sure that I'm, uh, that uh, I just know it's time for me to come back. <laughs> Let me roam out there. Let me do my thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've, I've made enough mistakes and got some, some, some uh, wounds that's, that's healed, but I'm still, I still have a reminder of those scars. Mm-hmm. So I pay attention to those scars and know like, hey, well, don't go do that again and don't go do that. So I know like when it's like, all right, bro, it's time to come back home, man. No, really back go ahead and lay it. It's really back yeah. here. Yeah. You know really what? This is, not, this is why I share on that point, you know, especially thinking about, I'm not a, you know, just thinking about like, like let's use basketball. Mm-hmm. This is how I always deal with this. And when I teach people, anybody, if they want to hear my perspective on it, I say like in basketball, you have your pivot foot. Mm-hmm. Your pivot foot must lock. Your pivot foot, once you lock your pivot foot, you can't you can't move it. I don't care what the reason is. I don't care if you know if somebody pushed you, da da da. If you move your pivot foot, it's a violation under mm-hmm. all circumstances. That other foot, you can you got some wiggle room. You can move with this, yeah. you can move with that. But if if that if that other foot goes too far out where it causes you to move your pivot foot, then you know you violate it. Time to reel it back in. Okay, reel mm-hmm. it back. You done violated. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's how I look at life. Like, okay, I got some wiggle room, and sometimes if my if my if my wiggle room causes me to move my pivot foot, or if it's pulling at my pivot foot, time to reel it back in. Because there's certain there's in. certain things that's there's certain non-negotiables in my life when I'm talking about integrity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if it's tugging at my non-negotiable, all right, okay. Bring it back in. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. things like that. That's how that's yeah. how I live. And, and, and integrity, man, and those uh those values. Um, I think it's important that your actions should be carried out with values. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're doing that, that's that's creating a, a life that has a dream to it. But if my actions are not led by values, that's a nightmare. Yeah. I'm just yep. there, there, that's a nightmare that's happening. It's interesting, man. You talked about personality. Uh you talked about character. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're in a world now where personalities are being chased, right? And 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 how they are with the people, but character is something that holds strong and it forever will last. Um, I think about doors that's that and people that I still know to this day that I probably played ball with a long time ago, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine years ago, that when I still see them and I'm in front of them. Man, we talking about character. We talking about integrity. We talking about the man and the individual they were, not because of how they laugh and clown with people, but, but how they live their lives, yes. the impact that they had on individuals. And you know, earlier digressing, going back for a second, like I, me and Courtney always say this, man. I only speak from experience. I ain't speaking from nothing I saw on Pinterest. <laughs> like I just speak right. from experience. But I'm not trying to change people. I'm just trying to get you to think about things different mm-hmm. because if it's the same routine of how I'm thinking about things, I cannot expect to continue to grow and develop 
um, in life if I'm always looking at it just from one way. So challenging individuals and actually challenging myself in my personal life, me constantly trying to do that. And then my in my professional life of how am I thinking about things? Let me just adjust my thinking a little bit. And if I can adjust my thinking, um, there's always been something positive that's came out of it or something that's been revealing to me to say, hey, e, like you're looking at this the wrong way or you need to, hey, your pivot foot, <laughs> you, like you moving too much, bro. Like <laughs> come back. So yeah, yeah. Violate. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to find, find a good place to plant that pivot foot though. Uh, and all your experiences are going to lead you to that, to that place where you can say, all right, I'm comfortable enough to pick up the ball and I'm pick up my dribble. So I'm close enough to the goal to hit them with a little, with a little fake, go up. I got my man cutting past it yeah. because the pivot foot can move. I mean, can't move. Your other foot can. Shoulders can, arms can, hands can. You can head fake. You can remember Butter Elga, you know, Butter getting that post yeah. <laughs> back home and, and do some right. stuff. But finding your way to that point where you can plant that pivot foot is big. And it only happens through those experiences. You talked about the guys you used to play with, Edgar. Uh, they're only who they are now because of all that stuff. And I mean, every single bit of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly, got them to that point where they found their way down there on the block and said, hey, you know what? These are some good values for me to plant this foot on right here. They had to learn it, right? It only comes through those experiences. Uh, I'm going somewhere with this, K-Run. It's a, it's a story you tell. It's a pivotal moment in your life since we're talking about pivots. Uh, the two counselors in high school, right? You tell the story about one counselor, you go on tour, uh, you were living life a different type of way back then. Being a, a young kid from where you were from, uh, product of your environment, you walk into one room, <clears throat> uh, the first one tells you, looks at your transcript, tells you, hey, you can't go to college, right? Mama been telling you your whole life, just like I was told us, hey, y'all going to college. I think that's part of being an 80s baby. Uh, right. That dream was sold to our parents that this is the American dream. You go get that college education and ride off into the sunset like a fairy tale. And whether that was true or not, we can get into that later, but that was what we were taught we were gonna do, right? And so then you, you, you described this lady to me, uh, nice Afro woman of color, uh, African pendants. And she looked at your transcript, right? You let me know, you told us about the aroma in the room when you came in, the way your eyes looked. She, she looked at the transcript and said, you can't go to college. Silence, right? Talked about how you go to your mama, your mama like, now nah, you're gonna go talk to another one, right? You go to her, she looks at it, tells you what you're working with right now, ain't gonna cut it. But if you want to go, this is what you need to do, and these are your options. And you said, she called your kiddo, broke you down a little bit, called you something you hadn't been called before. So we, we know what we've been called most of our lives. It, it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, hey, kiddo, you know what I'm saying? Most of the time, it wasn't that coming from other people. So uh, it's big, but you also said you didn't want to say the other lady's name. I think you should, because I feel like the one that told you no, so I just mentioned good, bad, and ugly. Just as important or more important than the one that believed in you. The data might have been just as important, right? And I say that because mm -hmm. there was also few, because defeat and the feeling of defeat is very, very important. Think about epic movies, right? 
most of the time that that epic character that, that grows up to be whatever he is you think about hero movies batman who's getting his ass toe up when he was younger he was a rich little wimpy kid right <laughs> who, who was getting beat on uh captain america was the wimpy guy in the movie that was getting beat on the feeling of defeat built something up in them right so it was fight or flight and then only one person had to believe in him, but but don't think for a second. Edgar, Edgar Jones, big Edgar Jones now, 6'4", 270, cut up, big warrior. He ain't look like that when we was when we was nine, 10 years old, right? <laughs> he tells a story all the time. He had these big glasses. He was clumsy. He got picked on. He cried easy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But that feeling made him think, well, I know one thing. As, as genetics start to happen to me, before that even happens, ain't nobody gonna outwork me. So if I can't shoot the ball like them right now, my mom gonna have to call me in out of the mosquitoes before I stop shooting it till I get it. So ain't nobody gonna outwork me, right? That one woman believing in you, coupled with the one that doubted or the one that wrote you off, is what fueled you on. And if you, you even said it yourself though, really, the way you were living at the time, before you got to the K-Run we're looking at today, mm -hmm. what was the person supposed to say, really? What were you giving her to work with? You see what I'm saying? Right. Grades, appearance, smell, all this said. Everything. He on the, he on the path that I've already seen before, because she older, right? At the time, you thinking, this the cool stuff to do. This is what people in my environment doing. The guys I see on the videos doing. The rappers I listen to, this is what they doing. So I'm cool. She ain't. She is square, but I'm gonna take this in here because mama said I can go to college and gave her this transcript that ain't got nothing on it that say nothing about <laughs> you going to college. About college. She she really told you to me what you needed to hear. Right? Because a lot of times we hear I can't, you can't. That does something to us on the inside to say, maybe I need to look in the mirror. Because right now it, it looked like I can't. <laughs> right. Right now, my transcript does say I can't. Right. All it takes is that one person to say, okay, I seen people with worse. I seen people do more with less. Here are your options. And then from there, you go on to, to uh San Diego State, is that right? Yep. San Diego State. And guess what? <laughs> the other lady was still kind of right, because you said it yourself. Work ethic wasn't wasn't quite there yet. Mm -mm. So <clears throat> what triggered the thought, and I and I can I know the answer, but but there's something about a victim role in us, especially our people, because we taught from young ages. After you start to learn about our history, we taught that we victims, right? That we were victims. We were victimized, victimized, victimized. So it's something about that victim role uh, where they said I can't do. It, I'm gonna do what I want to do, and, and that's thinking somebody's gonna give us something that makes us weaker. Uh, what point did you get to to where you said you know what? Hey, I got to tighten up, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I have to take control right. of, of, of what I want to do in the future. What, what point was that for you? Man, that's a, that's a, that's a powerful question. So to be, to be totally real with you, it didn't happen there. It didn't happen in high school. So mm -hmm. when, when, when that, when that situation happened, you know, and she, she did, she put it on me. Like, look, this this is you. This, this what I see on paper. That's who you are. <laughs> yeah. You can give me any story that you want, but this is who you are. You know, based on your, your output. Yeah. Right. So at that point, I was defeated. Like I mean, at the end of the day, I could point the finger. I could, but but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. The other counselor gave me some hope to be like, okay, this is what it is. 
and you still there's you still got opportunity to turn it around, right? Mm -hmm. So that was the hope that I needed to turn it around. But here's the mm -hmm. here's the key to that. Still coming in the mentality that I was in, you know, the, the mentality is finessing stuff. What do I need mm -hmm. to get by? What do I need to get mm -hmm. to the next level? Oh, okay, you give me some hope. Oh, I could finesse this. Oh, I need to go to Saturday school, summer, summer school, whatever I need. Oh, boom, I'm in college. So I made it to college. But guess what? When I got into college, my work ethic was still the same. Exactly. <laughs> Until I got a letter that said, you on academic probation and you about to be sitting home. He's in them again because it was the same situation. Because I'm just trying to finesse the situation. Mm -hmm. But by then, it gave me, it was a little more time with my mind, because, you know, just being real, talking about scientifically, the brain wasn't even developed yet. Mm -hmm. That frontal lobe wasn't developed, but you know what I mean? I'm still, I'm still yeah. a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, boom, I get this letter that's like, yeah, you're about to go home. And guess what? I'm reading this letter during summer break when I'm at home. No AC. <laughs> it's hot. I, mama over there hollering. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to, I don't, I'm not ready. I don't want to come back here. Yeah. Up, mama, you, you you great mama but you know what i'm saying i didn't want to come i'm in san diego living it up you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying and the whole point was i tell you all that to say it took me some time to realize that life ain't playing with you you could try to play and finesse and charm your way through life if you want to but at the end of the day you got to look at yourself it, it, it's only going to take you so far yeah it can get you to the next you know what i mean to the next but you can't hustle your way through life you know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't, you can't finesse life. K-Ron, stop playing. That's what it told me. You know what I mean? But that happened later. Thankfully, I was able to get into college, but then it smacked me again. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It smacked me. And mm -hmm. this time it wasn't a person to look at, to blame. Mm -hmm. You know, this was a whole institution that's saying, look, you ain't making the cut. So I don't <laughs> have nobody to blame now. I can't point at nobody. So now what? Hey, it's still you. It's still you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you are part of the problem. Back to the what I said, you are part of the problem. So it made me like tighten up. You, you, you've been blessed with, with intellect. You've been blessed with all of this. You've been blessed with personality. But what are you doing with it? Is you gonna try to play or is you gonna is you gonna buckle down? So it, it, it caused me to be a scholar. You know what I mean? It caused me to really say, K-Ron, stop playing. You ain't got nobody to, to blame. And that's what happened. Like, life was smacking me in the face. Like, what you going to do? You know what I mean? Sink or swim. You know what I'm saying? You're at a point now where there's nobody to blame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you could talk about the past. You know what I mean? All of that, whatever. Nothing. Life don't care about none of that. So what so, you going to do with it? So let me ask you this. And so, but that's been a pattern for a long time, right? Of, of, of that thinking and just going, going, getting by and, and doing these things just to get by and finessing it. Talk about how difficult it was to shift, make that shift though. Was it easy or was it, you know, something like, because, you know, you, it's like, oh, man, I'm about to say, I'm about to start working out. Right. And you getting that good cadence. Like, all right, man, I got two or three weeks underneath my belt. And then week, week four, week five, come back through. And then, you know, you start looking at the alarm clock like, oh man, right. Like, when you build a habit up for so long, trying to break that habit and the brain just looks at it as a habit. That's it. This is what we do. How difficult was it breaking that and no, getting it was, into that scholar mode? It was incredible. It was incredibly difficult because just, you know, this, this is a book that I didn't write when I got to college. Guess what? I grab everybody you everywhere you go. There you are. 
-hmm. The world is a house of mirrors. You're going to attract who you are. So when I got to college, guess what? I'm way in San Diego, but I'm attracting all the elements that reflect who I am. I'm not attracting college students. I'm attracting people in the neighborhood. Like if people was like, how do you know all these? That's who I gravitated <laughs> to, right? Like you don't hang out with nobody that go to college. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like what, what? You feel what I'm saying? So with all that being said, when I made the, um, when I decided, cause it starts with a decision. You know, when I decided that this, this is the path I want to take, it was a lonely path for me. Because guess what? I mean, I know, you know, I got people be politically correct. I don't know what the word to use, but I became the weirdo. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't do that. No, I don't do that. Brother, yeah. man, I'm I'm giving lectures now. Like, nah, brother, you know, you understand what you're doing to your brain. Yeah. You know, I'm him now. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I became the one that nobody wanted to be around. Like, bro, don't invite K-Ron because you already know what he on. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He on something else. You know what I mean? So I became that. It was a very lonely path. Because I'm in this transitional period where I'm not over here with who I'm used to. And I don't have a a tribe, a community of Mm -hmm. who's on what I'm on. So I have to really stand on my own too and just be like, this is what I'm buckling down and what I believe in and what I stand on. And it's lonely. And I'm talking again, I got to get, just be spirit. I'm talking to God. Like what, what is this? You know, what does it, this don't even make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? But this is what it is. I'm on divine assignment. So to answer your question, it, it was very challenging. And it's, it, it hasn't stopped. It it's stopped. still challenging. It, it, brother, I'm talking, yeah. you know, decades later, I'm still that guy. I'm still in that in-between stage. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. as being a visionary. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I see something else that people don't see. And sometimes it gets hard where I'm like, come on, let's go. Yeah. Let's go to the promised <laughs> land. They're like, what, what, go where? You yeah. know what I'm saying? What do, what do you see? I'm yeah. good here. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it, it, I'm, it's still uncomfortable, brothers, to be real with you. But nah, it, it ain't easy at all. Yeah, that's a that's a big thing in our community, right? To where we have to say that that what you just said. I became the weirdo. I can remember. I'm I'm a big jokester. Like me and my crew in school, mm-hmm. <laughs> people people were in a big conundrum because we was the biggest dudes. And we had the best joke. So now you can't even get mad and fight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We asked you, you, you all you <laughs> Yeah, you can't do it, but believe really. You don't want to sit by us in the lunchroom or before school start because we, we own you. One of the comebacks that I heard often in school was, man, what you talking about? You smart. And people would laugh and I'd be looking like, what's, what's funny about that? But where we from, right? And I think it's, I think it's because we feel what we don't understand, right? And the reason people make excuses, oh man, I ain't worried about no school, right? You don't understand it. So so we, when we learn it, we don't fear it anymore. Just like a cat, if you don't know how to read too well and your teacher call on you, you'll get anxiety because you're scared of it because you don't know nothing about it, right? Yeah. Same with this other life that we that we talking about wanting to live, where we grew up here. And our parents talking about living this life that, they might not be able to even tell us nothing about. We don't understand where we're going after college and, and what you're supposed to be doing and, and getting bills and buying houses and not. We don't we don't understand it. It's easier, wow. it's easier to be this. And I think that's part of the conundrum. That's why it's so hard. Uh Elga and I had this conversation the other day. The hardest thing to do is everybody talk about reprogram, reprogram, reprogram. Okay, but you're missing a step. First step is deprogramming. Mm-hmm. So I gotta unlearn. All of this, 
right? <laughs> All this that I've learned for the first 21 years of my life, mm -hmm. I'm not just going to unlearn it in a year. I'm not just going to unlearn it in a day, right? It's, it's right. other stuff that I have to learn. But the more I can understand this, the more into it I get. Now, the, 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 the flip side is the more you start to understand this, your people start to misunderstand you and now they scared of you. Like you said, uh, when, when K-Run gonna come around, we don't wanna, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I already know what he on. Yeah, they don't understand you no more because you, you're evolving into something else. And that's where the big, the big divide is where, where you like, uh, well, I can't hang around everybody I used to hang around because they gonna pull you back, right? They wanna pull you back because they don't understand you no more. We We used to, you ain't talking about the same stuff no more. You know what I'm saying? You're not, he, he, ain't, he ain't acting the same. He changed. Well, I did. Nothing really stayed the same. <laughs> it's just something I share in my book, uh, Beyond mm -hmm. the Crack Generation. This, this is something that it needs to be, it needs to be like really thought about. See, mm -hmm. here's, here's the challenge. Like, okay, let's talk about black, black people. Mm -hmm. Black is not a race. No. Black is a social status. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? We don't talk about that. White is a social status. Exactly. Black and white are social status. That's really what it is. That's why yeah. you have people that come from Italy and they're Italians. People that come from Germany are Germans. People that came from Irish, they were Irish. And that's yeah. why, now, you know, I'm taking this route for a reason. That's why mm -hmm. back in the day, they would be like, Irish was 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 kicked out. Like, you're, you're, you're Irish. You know, they would mm -hmm. kick them out because they didn't have this, they didn't have the status of white. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Yep. And then it became a time where they said, anybody, you know, with pigmentation, we're going we gonna to have you as white. Okay. Mm -hmm. I say all that to say, so that means the opposite is black, and black is a social status. The challenge with that is our common, our common ground, our connecting factor is oppression. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now, yep. I don't know what the, what the, what the, if you don't mind, I mean, can I... Like, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to be okay. I can just say what I want oh. to say. So <laughs> you have you have somebody to be like, he'll be in a suit and tie, you know what I'm saying? All of this type of talking proper grammar. And then you have somebody in the hood to say, nah, he ain't a sellout, he a nigga like us. Mm -hmm. Right? You ever heard that? He a nigga mm -hmm. like us. Yeah. That means mm -hmm. he connects to the struggle like us. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the challenge with that is. When you know it becomes self-sabotage because mm -hmm. if I start to get out of the struggle, I get outside of the tribe, I get outside of the common bond that yeah. unifies us. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I don't want to go too far from the struggle because if I get too far from the struggle, then I'm no longer a part of the tribe. I'm no longer a part yeah. of the tribe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, yeah. but but the tribe, the only, only way to stay in the tribe is to stay in the struggle. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I don't want to be in the struggle. So what no. do I do? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it becomes this self inflicting conflict that we have in the self, you know, sabotage. And that's the plight that people, I mean, particularly black men, black women too, but particularly black men, we got to deal with because the last thing I want to leave is the, the the entitlement to be saying I'm a real one. No, I'm real. Yeah. But if I don't come from the struggle, then you ain't real. So what are you, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So we got to yeah. redefine the whole identity. Because I don't want to mm -hmm. go too far, I'm and I'm a trip myself. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a trip my own self just so I can get back in the struggle. So you know that I'm a real one, and yeah, that's mm -hmm. the that's the challenge that we're dealing with as we move into the to the future of and redefining what it means to be black. Because yeah, right mm -hmm. now, black is you know it's a social status that really means the bottom. That means the struggle. You know, mm -hmm. I just want to just drop that. You know, no, it, that's what we're dealing with. 
yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> you know what I'm if, you, if you, you go back to some of our early episodes, you can ask. Yeah, yeah. I talk about that all the time. Before I ever heard about your book, I talk about. I remind people that before the crack era, there was a suit and tie generation of black people who were mm -hmm. big on education, yeah. big on on uh, being political activists, big on all this stuff, and they they murdered them on national yeah. TV in front of all of us, right? And there was and TV shows us. like that too. Yeah, there was a lot of it was TV, TV show to yeah. show it. But yeah, then they gave yeah. us Nino Browns and they gave yeah. us <laughs> they gave us pimps. They gave us all this stuff and say, hey, man, this cool and old boy in the hard hat over there, he'll square. This guy will take his woman. Which brings me to another interesting point. Women, since we since we on it, I'm gonna stop right here for a second. Y'all really set the tone of what kind of man out here. Because y'all <laughs> we get primitive with it. Y'all choose who mates with who. So mm -hmm. if you going for that type of guy. Then the other guys who wishing the one day made and procreate are looking like, oh, he wear this and do that and say that and do that. I need to be like that. Cause y'all going for it. You know what I'm saying? So the women kind of set the tone. It's one of the main things they did when they gave us the pimps and stuff. Square business guy coming home from work, pimp or drug dealer laid in the bed with his woman. That that visually gives you something to think about. Oh, I ain't gonna be no square. I gotta be like this guy right here. This the hero. And even though they tried to show us what happened with those guys in those movies back then, you still got the thought that this is what I need to be. And now the music- An hour and 45 minutes of, of his greatness and 15 minutes of, of, 15 of his pain. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe two minutes of his pain, right at the end. <laughs> it cut off, but he still, everybody at his funeral though, his cars yeah. lined up the street and stuff and everybody loved him, right? Mm -hmm. So it's making you think this is what I gotta be and this is what's happening in the hood. Daddy might not be around, Cause the crack with the crack epidemic, he was a smoke or a dealer, so he got killed, shipped off in jail, or or he died in the streets, or he just wasn't around. The little boys coming out the door, they looking left to right, they dusty. It's a dude over here shining. All the girls around him, the old women like him. You know what I'm saying? Everybody beckoning at his every beck and call. They coming to him to see what he want. Everybody want to work for him. Who is yeah. he usually? The D boy. So now we watching him, right? And then our music started talking about those guys and now they talking about the shooters. And that's why every little kid want to be a shooter because he's looking at who got the flashiest stuff. Access plays a big role in this too. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm 35, right? Elga's 37 now, 37, 38, 38, just hit 38, December 1st, right? <laughs> when we came up, our cousin, our big cousin, Tim, he a pastor now. The only way we could listen to, like when Master P dropped, the A-Ball MJG dropped, Mm. The only way we can listen to it is if we were with them. We, they had to go by the tape. We get away from our parents. We ride with them. We get to listen to it. Oh, we cussing and we doing our, we, we rapping to it and all that. We didn't have these things here when we was 12, 13, where I could sit here and watch my favorite artist all day long. What kind of gun he got? What kind of car he drive? What he talking about doing? What he smoking? What kind of designer drugs he on? They got access to that now. So that 13-year-old boy, no daddy. Right, he trying to earn stripes in this place where we talk, you gotta either be a shooter, a dope dealer, part of the struggle to fit in, right? And he watching this all day and the songs, chants, cause, cause even during ancient times, chanting was a big thing. That's how we learn. You ain't forgot none of your nursery rhymes yet. If I ask you, if I ask you what come after P, if you don't know it off the top of your head, you're gonna sing your ABCs in your head. And somebody taught you that when you was two years old, you still remember it, cause chanting is big. You gonna remember that twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are up above the world. So I ain't nobody forgetting it. Uh, <laughs> Elga, we grew up in the south. 
If I had money, tell you what I do, go downtown and buy a Ford truck or two. I ain't forgot it yet because it's a jingle. It's a it's a chant in your head. So if I listen to go pick up the 30 stick and run down on my op a hundred times a day, right? And everybody telling me that's what's cool and that's what young boy doing or whoever else doing, I'm probably going to do it, right? I'm probably going to run out here and do it. We don't highlight enough K-Runs, enough Edgar Joneses, you know what I'm saying? We highlight enough of the other side. And then we're taught, this is the other thing you taught when you get away from the tribe, you're supposed to be humble now. When you was in the tribe, you're supposed to brag and boast big. Big dog. You get away from it. Oh, man, I'm supposed to be humble now. I'm supposed to tell nobody about this. Let me just sit here and be humble. So God won't take it away from me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. He gave you he gave you light for a reason, right? He gave his light to run with it. So all these people in the dark can see it. Now, what you got to understand, though, okay, Ron, if I've been asleep, laying in a dark room, and my wife coming and flick that light on, that it hurt, hurt my eyes first. It's irritating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when we come back with our light, we can't be so strong with it because you're going to run. That's, that's why when you open up, you say, I ain't trying to change nobody. So I ain't trying to say, hey, boy, look at this light. Look at this light. You've been in dark so long. You're going to push me away. Like, man, get that out of my, that hurt. I don't want to, what is that? Yeah. I don't want to see that. But if I just kind of stand off to the, to the side a little bit, show them a little bit here and there, maybe they can see a little better. And, and maybe, maybe they want to hear what I'm saying. Or maybe something I said to them, the seed I planted, that's all I want to do. We want to plant seeds. Now it's up to you to water it and cultivate it, right? Because a seed going to get cultivated anyway, whether it's a good or a bad one. We just want to plant some of the, some of the good ones. Uh, one of the main things I always want people to know, I started off saying it, none of us on here think we better than nobody, mm-hmm. right? Now, we, we <laughs> y'all might say we're not part of the tribe no more, and part of us might feel like we need to get back to it, but that's part of the trick, tricking our people. They, they've made it our culture now. Our culture is the rap culture murdering, designer drugs, making babies we ain't gonna take care of, hot girl summer, uh, <laughs> throat baby, all this different stuff that's out now. That's our culture, quote unquote. When our culture used to be Malcolm and Martin, right? Standing up for something, owning something, right? right? Uh, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson talks about how integration, once we integrated, we left all our stuff we had to go be a part of some stuff they didn't want us to have, right? Mm-hmm. All this stuff happened. Then the crack air hit, you done left all your business stuff. Well, now we don't own them, we ain't got nothing. And like you said, black means bottom. Or even you look at the word, you look it up in the dictionary and look at what it means. I'm I'm big on word. I'm big on entomology. Uh uh most of your words in your book deal with being above, 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 above. Even right. the word hype actually means over, extra, above, right? <laughs> so so right. uh I'm big on entomology, aligning yourself with the success. Right, alignment, getting on track, rising, rising above, above, above. Right. We gotta rise. Unfortunately, what they taught was 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 what we supposed to be. It's something we have to rise out of. It's crazy how y'all talked about boxes earlier too, and I'm gonna shut up. But it's crazy how we born. Egg and I talk about this all the time. We born. He has he has a brand new baby girl at the house, and he has uh, a howl is over now. Egg. Four, he four, four. Four. They're as close to that to that I'm to that kick this door down yet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they're as close to their spiritual natural beings as possible right now. 
They don't want to fit in no box shit. We gonna mess them up and start telling them you're supposed to fit in the box. Society gonna start telling them you gotta fit in this box, right? And the crazy thing is you're truly free when you get like we all are and you don't want to be in no box no more, right? I don't want to be boxed by nothing. Uh, Big chains, big ways they box us. They box us with religion. They box us with social status. They box us with all this kind of stuff. This is what you're supposed to be real, right? Everybody want to jump in their box, real. What does that mean? I remember being laughed at because I ain't never been to jail before when we was in school. But I, I ain't never been to, he ain't never been in no trouble. <laughs> and that was a joke. A joke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, K Run, go, go ahead. ahead huh? Go I got. No, 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 go right. <laughs> my question ain't going nowhere. I, I, I'll oh, write this down. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, you, 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 you on with us, man. Go ahead. What you well, what say? I was going to think, I was thinking that that's the point where this whole concept of real and uh, is manufactured. You exactly. see what I'm saying? Because this is all a corporate identity. And one thing that I that I love how we started this conversation when I was talking about the pivot foot, what you said was that was like, man, this that that's a that's a perfect uh, add-on. You was talking about basic what I heard at least is moving until you get in a spot to lock your pivot foot. Don't stop your dribble until you until you're in a place mm -hmm. where now I can plant the pivot foot. Sometimes we plant the pivot foot too early. You know what I'm saying? Like, wait a minute. Take the time to get to know who you are. Question these things. The reason why I don't, why I can't nobody put me in a box because, listen, I done dribbled enough where I'm like, this is where I'm locking down. Like, I, I yeah. know my values now. Like, <laughs> I, I can do that. But if I'm still questioning everything, it don't mean I've arrived, but I have gotten to a place where I'm willing to pick up my dribble and I'm ready to shoot my shot. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Now, if this shot don't work, I'm going to go get the I'm gonna work on getting the rebound, and I'm going to reset my pivot foot. You know what yep. I'm saying? Well, I'm yep. right now. I'm good here. You know what I'm saying? You want to know what, what's, what's crazy know? about that? One yeah. place they tell you don't pick your dribble up, great Larry Wilson there, is in the corner. Mm. Where a lot of our people like to be at. Don't, don't pick corner. it up. So I got a line in one of my songs, life running full press, so we trapping on the corners. Right? Your that's, songs. That's, what you do? Oh, yeah, I, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on, what yeah, you yeah, we'll, about? yeah, we'll get to, we'll get to, I'll send it to you. Yeah. I'll send it to you. He get out. Bro, I got he, a studio he, right outside, ball, right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to. Right, he get out, man. <laughs> he get out. I dabble in yeah. that. I, I, I proudly say that. He get he get down. That boy got way yeah. words, man. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We'll talk about that. We'll send you stuff. I would love to hear it, brother. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to send it to you. But for real, if you think about it, since we – I like to play with words and get on analysis. If we talking about that, that's one of the worst places you could try to pivot it. It's in the corner. They going to mm. trap you. Yeah. We call it the trap, <laughs> right? right? You will get trapped in that corner. Yep. Right, Coach. Yep. I, we talked about Coach Wilson because Elga played on the championship basketball team in in uh in high school. They've won two or three more since then. But the biggest thing they did was the press, right? And I played up to freshman year, you, and, and we run this just like a feeder program. You play in junior high, you run the exact same thing they run in the high school. So by the time you get there, you you a pro at it basically. We want to push that ball to the corner. They want to push us to the corner. This is where they want you at. It's the easiest place to trap you at, right? And then we then we call it the trap and think it's something cool about it, <laughs> right? Something cool. Got to be so, careful with words. Got to be careful with. No, it. no, you're right. So here's the thing: two things on that. 
First of all, you're, you're so on point. See, here's the challenge. Whoever controls the language controls your thoughts because we think in the language mm -hmm. that we speak. So yep. whoever controls the language is going to control your thoughts. They control the definitions. So mm -hmm. again, this identity of, of aligning with, with struggle, of, of, of taking pride in struggle, you know, that, that has been a survival mechanism, right? So now this has become a defining factor to us where anything that's negative, we, we have a way of trying to make it positive. Yeah, I'm in a trap. There's nothing cool about being in a trap. I don't care how you try to, but we don't make it sound cool. Oh, yeah. you ain't been to jail? What's wrong with you? Ain't nothing cool about going to jail. Nothing cool about going to jail, but I have a way of making it cool. It's the chitlins thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm -hmm. eating pig guts. Mm -hmm. Chitlins is pig guts, respectfully. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know mm -hmm. people grow up on it. Yeah. Delicacy, yeah. but I don't care how much seasoning and how much we clean it, it's We're still pig guts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, guts. I don't care how you feel what I'm saying. And like I say, respectfully, there's people you know who love chitlins, and that's fine. Yeah, I, but we have to I acknowledge do. that it, it's pig but, guts. Mm -mm, that's what it is. Colon. It's pig it's colon. It's pans the guts. <laughs> yeah, it's even worse. <laughs> what you want to the bowels move, yeah. right? Like there's no way around that. And we yeah. have been great at making you know, the colon sound like a delicacy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So going to jail is is colon, but we make it sound like, bro, you ain't been to jail. You missing out. Bro, no, yeah. I'm not missing yeah. out. Oh, 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 you see what I'm saying? Oh, you ain't been to <laughs> poverty? What? what? Yeah. You missing out, bro? You, 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 you ain't grew up? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, bro, ain't nothing yeah. fly about going through poverty? <laughs> you know? yeah. Ain't nothing fly about it. Kudos to you for surviving it. But ain't mm -hmm. nothing fly about it. We making the we making the colon fly. You know what I'm saying? So we gotta yeah. start to, you know, it's worked for us up until this time because we needed that to keep our self-esteem up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We needed that. But we had a time where okay, let, let's reevaluate our values and our identity. We don't, you know, I got, you know, there's kids who grow up outside of the struggle. Outside of, I mean, they got their own struggles, but it's a different struggle. It's a different mm -hmm. struggle. Who feel terrible because they ain't in the trap? Because they ain't in the trap. Yeah, parents. They resent their parents. Why? Why you had me in this neighborhood? Why you had? They resent their parents. Exactly. As where those who grew up in the trap resented their parents for why you got me in this situation? Why you got me in here? You see what I'm saying? So our identity is gravitating to struggle for whatever we're we're looking for the struggle. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm in the suburbs, I'm gonna resent my parents for having me in the suburbs and not having me struggle. Why you ain't a dope fiend? You know what I'm saying? Why I can't have that story? If I'm if that is my story, why why mama, why you a dope fiend? Why I can't be in the suburbs? So it's it's this catch twenty two that we're dealing with, where we're re-identifying yeah. our our value system and our identity, and we have to separate ourselves from being defined by the struggle. Because if not, guess what? If I'm in love with the struggle, I'm gonna always gravitate to it. And I'm gonna look for it, even if you give me a million dollars and I'm moving to suburbs. Guess what? I'm gonna gravitate back to the struggle because that's my identity. Yeah, my frequency yeah. putting that out. I'm gonna attract that. Mm -hmm. the frequency. That's the frequency I'm on. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the frequency level I'm on. What? That's what so, you see frequently. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all it is. Yeah, I'm Can gonna let you go. I got I gotta say one thing, no, one thing, just one thing before, before we move on from that. <clears throat> I gotta play devil's advocate a little bit because if we can do all these great things with trash, with bad, with struggle, imagine what we can do 
if the starting point is better? Is that good? <laughs> what can we do starting with good, right? Egg and I talk about this all the time, cutting that time in half for our children. Our dream is that our point Z when we get out of here, whatever we came from and got to, right? That our point Z is point A for our kids. So if, if at the time I die, we earning $8 million a year, I need them to think, oh, that's normal. That's cool. That's good. Let me take good and make greater. That's the trick we have to see. We do all this great stuff with, with scraps. It's basically what we was given from jump, right? That's where the chitlins and all that come from. So we was fed scraps, right? And uh, Elga Jones, a uh, K-Ron Valentine, a Courtney Adams and exist from scraps because all our ancestors was on it. We somehow came from all of that to this. Tried to throw it all away and still rose back up from it, right? So what if we start past the struggle? What would we do with that? If that's our starting point, if we started formulating from there, what could we make out of that? We make greatness out of the trap. <laughs> what would we make out of the corporate room, right? The boardroom. If we start in the boardroom, what would we make? We see what we can make out of it. We see Jay-Z is going to be billionaires starting from where he started from, right? We see what can happen. Why don't more of us, why can't we get more of us to think that way? And I think that's our job, right? Platforms like the Lit Code, your curriculum, your platform. Uh, Edgar Jones going to speak at different places where he's speaking and actually talking in these boardrooms now, actually talking to leaders, right? I think that's where it's going to start. And it's, it's up to us to show it more though. Just as much as they showed us those pimps and the rappers, they show them now, we have to start putting out, even though it goes against what we talk, be humble, be cool, be quiet. We got to start putting it out more and showing, okay, man, look, I ain't in the trap, right? <laughs> this why I'm in, this why I am, and this is what I'm doing with it. Sometimes you got to show it off. Sometimes you might have to get a little flashy. You might have to pull up a certain type of way. Elga, we might need to show them the, the, the uh, silk suits and lizard boots. It, sometimes it's got to be that so they can also see Oh, he got that too. How you get it? You know, plant no seeds. Something on that, because that—that's a huge one. See, so with, with that being said, we have to continue the narrative, not re—what's the word? Not re—just keep re repeating the narrative. So mm -hmm. what I mean by that, okay, if I if I if I learn Courtney Anderson's story, he probably came from from the struggle, da, da, you know, and then. If I learn Edgar, uh, Edgar Jones' story, I'm going to hear that, you know, the, the struggle. But I've, I've been saying this for years. But what about, I, I want to bring the one who, who didn't come from that struggle into this conversation. Because mm -hmm. he or she is alienated. He or she feels they don't have a voice because I can't relate to, I mean, I didn't, I didn't grow up like that. You see what I'm saying? And when I used to work with these, I mean, I still do. But when I work with mm -hmm. these young people, they used to be like, you know, I'm out here in L.A., you know, it's gang culture. Valentine, mm. I, I know you from somewhere. I like, I know that you gang bang. I know you got to be from <laughs> some hood. The way you move, the way you talk. I'm mean, like, look, I'm listen, that don't, first of all, no, because that really, just to be real, that wasn't my story. But where I, where I come from, I don't even want to, I don't even want to go there. You, you've had, mm. a, you, you've heard. Plenty of brothers and sisters that came in your life and say, don't make the same mistakes that I made. And they've heard that. So subconsciously, if that's all I'm hearing, every successful person that's came to my life has told me where they came from and where they are now. Subconsciously, I'm going to tie, 
going through that as a part of success. Mm -hmm. Everybody don't have to go through that. So you got some people who's going through it. Okay, man, power to us for 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 overcoming that. Mm -hmm. But there's somebody who grew up in the suburb, who grew up in these things, and they have a voice. You see what I'm saying? Like we have to diversify mm -hmm. the narratives. Right. Talk about right. Jay Z. Guess what? You can't say Jay Z without talking about him. He was on the block first, you know. When I talk about the Tyler Perry or whoever, well, he was homeless, you know. what I'm saying we talk like we mm -hmm. always got to include the struggle when it's somebody from our community. You know, mm -hmm. think about how many people from other communities are successful. You don't hear they struggle. You know, it may be yeah. a couple that you heard about it, but you don't hear like this is a prerequisite for their story that they came from nothing to something. So if, if that's the only narratives I'm hearing, I feel like even if I have to come from nothing to something, I got to get it from the mud. Yeah. So, so if like I'm going to get the mud, I got to find my way to the mud so I can get it from the mud so I can have a story. Yeah. You, you feel know? like you got to go do we gotta, it. We got to diversify <clears throat> that that narrative. That's it, man. When you that's that's big, because uh, when when people ask you where I'm from, I say Louisiana. They say New Orleans. I'm like, nah, man, Raven. <laughs> Two chickens and one egg, man. That's our population. <laughs> Shotguns, hunting, fishing, riding tractors. We're going to wear some boots and we're going to get on some horses. And we're going to sit out and we're going to have a good time. Like, wow. you know yeah. what I'm saying? So letting them know, like, and then people has, has, have actually done, man, you from the hood? I'm like, no, nah, bro. Uh-uh. Mm -hmm. We just grew up fighting all the time. But <laughs> a couple hours later, I was probably still playing with you. You know, mm -hmm. so I didn't, I didn't grow up like that. And I don't. I'm not going to speak that language because, again, I can only speak, speak from experience. Now, with that being said, I can recognize when situations about to go south. I can know, like, hey, bro, I need to move around a little bit, bro, because <laughs> some in my spirit right now ain't feeling right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, Carol, uh, okay, let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. Well, live above the hype. Yeah. When did the seed get planted, not the birth of it? Mm. So the seed got planted around 2012. I want to say about 2012. And the way Live Above the Hype came is I was working with incarcerated young men, right? And I had my son. My son at this time was about, let me see, 2012. So he about, I want to say my about seven. He about six, seven years old. So what I was going to do is I was going to write like a memoir, like a, a guidebook you know, for him. That's what I was really doing. And I'm like, you know, knock on wood. I, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm going nowhere. Like I'm, you know what I'm saying? So he got me, he got the source. And I started thinking about these young men and I'm like, what about all these young men? So I end up writing, oh, I end up writing, at first it was going to be a reading book. And I was like, let me turn it into a workbook, a curriculum. So mm -hmm. these young men can work through some situations. Like think about, be introspective. And I was writing literally for these young men, the group of young men that I was personally working with. But as I kept developing, it got bigger and bigger. And me being the guy that I am, I'm like, I always wanted to be A1. If my name is on, I want to be A1. So then it became like, wait a minute. If I'm going to do it this way, then I'm going to package it right. I need to get a cover. I need to, you know, I just did, I, I'm going to do it right if I'm going to put yeah. it out. And that's where the seed came from. You know what I mean? Like helping our young men live above the hype, this false identity of what we were told manhood was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then from there, that seed, it expanded. Started working with young ladies because they, they under a certain height. I started working with adults. You know what I mean? It just kept getting bigger and bigger because, you know, as I kept doing this work, I realized we all are under a spell 
of some kind of hype. Right. That we're all living up to. And then that's just how it happened. So everything happened very, very organically. So when you gave birth to it, the contractions, the pain, talk yep. about that. Man, so with that being said, again, the key is um, I teach myself and anybody around me, we're not committed to perfection, but we are committed to excellence, right? So when I'm writing it, I'm like, okay, this is good enough to come to be out. Mm. Then it was like, nah, tighten it up. You know what I mean? So if you see it, it's glossary, it's a glossary, it's, it's vocab, like just take it to the next level. So it was always a pain of fighting within myself of, is this good enough for the people? Because mm -hmm. a lot of times we just kind of, I can't say we, I'm just, what I've seen is people just kind of throw stuff out there. Like, that's good enough. You know what I mean? Like, nah, 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 tighten that up. You know what I mean? The same way you were present to another community, give your own people the same, the same level of Even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better. So it was painful because I'm battling with myself. Like, this is good enough. But it's like, nah, okay. Your spirit is telling you yeah. this is not at the level of excellence. You know what I mean? So it was always that thing. And then once it comes out, it's the battle of trying to, you know, uh, um, convince. And I'm not, I'm not a person to convince. I'm not, listen, I know, you know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not about to sit there. I know, I, I hate to use this analogy, but good dope sells itself. Like, I'm not about yeah. to sit here and be trying to convince you, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like one of the things mm -hmm. where it was a challenge where I'm convincing my own people or or not even my own people. Let me, I'm convincing people who are in a position over my people that this is good enough. You know what I'm saying? And that was a challenge. So, yeah. and it's still a challenge. It's, it's yeah, still, still a challenge. Is. Yeah. I'm in the, uh, I've been talking to a guy out in Cali actually, who's published a few books. So I'm in the process of, of trying to birth my own. So I'm, I understand that. <laughs> I understand that wholeheartedly. And then just as you do music too, it's yours. So it's, it's part of you. It doesn't get any more transparent than that when you when you write something and you birth it from your own mind and you're about to give it to everybody else. You know what I'm saying? So I, I understand mm -hmm. that too, that part of it too. Uh, but the important thing is that you did put it out, right? Uh, I also understand the not trying to convince nobody thing. I, I tell all the people who read, the stuff I put out all the time, and man, cook what you like to eat, and hopefully somebody smelling want to eat it too. But I ain't putting no sign out like y'all. Please come eat eat this I'm cooking today. Nah, yeah. you know what? I I think I want, I think I want a burger. To, I want to grill a steak today, and I'm gonna put it on the grill. Now you smell the smoke, right? And you come up the street, hey man, you grill a steak. Hey man, yeah, come get you one. But I ain't in a big, hey man, please come taste this steak no. I'm cooking. You know what I'm saying? But if it's on divine assignment, right, our job is to put it out there. I also understand the, the struggle of an ambitious person and, and some of us try to be perfectionists. Uh, so we can't overdo it because the guy I was talking to was like, hey man, uh, we need you, I need you to write about a uh, hundred more pages. <clears throat> I wrote this book, uh, almost two years ago, right? Me going back to it, I, some of my thought processes have, has, have evolved. But in my mind, if I change it now, it was given to me by the universe mm -hmm. at a time where I was at where I was at. Right. It's somebody else, whoever I wrote, when I wrote that, it's somebody else that's at where I was then. If I right. change it and add to it, I might miss them because 
just because my thought process has evolved from there, I still needed to start where I was. You see what I'm saying? So right I don't want to change it. No, that's that. Yeah, that's, that's, that was that's, gonna that's be that. Assignment. You got that. I, write yeah. another. One. <laughs> I'm gonna write you know another. One. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't wanna, I don't wanna mess that up. Right. That's right. And that's 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 big. You said I'm happy you said it because we all we all have uh, God energy. We we if if we believe we made in the in the image of God, I like to say we're all our own separate entities, our own separate planets, our own separate worlds. If I close my eyes right now, your room won't go dark. Right. You only see the world how you see it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we have to understand that we have stuff that's given us from the universe that's God energy. Right. And when we when we understand that and we're aware of it and we start to put it out, nothing can stop it. I don't have to, you know, you ain't gonna have to convince nobody. So they'll get it. It's spread like Wi-Fi. The trick is not thinking that it ain't gonna happen, right? Because when I researched K-Run, I saw videos on YouTube from eight years ago. <laughs> right? that, that only had two or three views. That mm -hmm. didn't stop you though. Right? Those right. two or three people, if when I put out, I put out a, a post called breakfast every morning. If only six people like it, I hit my mark. Because I don't I don't know the mark. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But them six, those people who love it and comment on it, thank you for the day, or that one person. You know what I'm saying? I, I did what I was supposed to do because it ain't coming. I wake up in the morning, it's there on my mind. Boom, let me put it out. It ain't coming from me. It's coming from a, a bigger source. And when I put it out there, whoever it's for going to get it. Right? So yeah. I, I'm, I'm, we don't say this enough to people. I'm proud of you. And we don't even know each other like that, but I am because uh, it takes a lot of courage to lead a tribe. It takes a lot of courage to put out your thoughts to the public. It takes a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people sitting around thinking stuff and don't see it. Mm -hmm. Right? Might, might be the most profound stuff ever. You know what I'm saying? I done got, I've gotten ism, game, from everybody from crackheads to preachers. I sit mm -hmm. there and, and talk to, I'm sorry, drug addicts to preachers. Right? I sit there and talk to an addict because he can help me figure out how not to get where he at. He got some good games. So those people, a lot of those people that got caught up in that time were the it people in the community before that happened. Before, before they failed. A lot of them, a lot of them were. You know what I'm saying? And they can give you, they can give you some good stuff, some good knowledge. You just gotta be able to take it because that's also their God energy. Right. I believe every little thing that happens, right? It's it's we from the country, right? You see a lot of road kids. Edgar tell you raccoons on the side of the road, deer. Do you understand how perfect something has to be set up for you to run into? <laughs> Just think about this. For you to run into an animal crossing the road. You left the house, you dropped your keys on the ground. Now I had to pick them up. I left my hat in the house. Let me run back in here. You ran back to the <laughs> ran back to your car, got in the car, car ran out in front of you. I had to stop and hit on brakes here for y'all to meet up at the perfect time for that to hit. Right. Right. A lot of everything is happening for a reason. Every person you come across, every entity you cross, everything you put out, everything you take in. So it's another big thing. We'll be here for, for more for hours if we start talking about that. The stuff you take in, right? That's important because it's gonna your body gonna process it, mind gonna process it, and it's gonna come back out. Whether that's whether it's porn, uh the certain the music you're listening to, uh uh the video you watch, right? It's it's gonna be processed and come back out. So every little thing that we do is, is leading up to something else. And once you become aware of that, 
you'll be more mindful of what you're doing and how you're doing it. That's where the struggle comes in that, that you talked about earlier, that we still trying to, <laughs> because of certain stuff, the flesh or mind tells you, or, or, or even that you, that you've suppressed, that you've learned to beat and defeat. He's telling you, hey man, yeah, go ahead, do that. And you're like, nah, bro, because I'm on, I'm on divine assignment here. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's still a tug. So it's still a struggle in beating that person every day, too. Or, or I'm sleeping. I don't, I got K run. I got, I got uh, I gotta do this, this, and this tonight. And these boys want me to come on this podcast. Man, I could get some sleep. Oh, I can go ahead and get on there. It's a decision, like you said right. earlier. Right. And it's a it's a fight with that. Elga, Elga runs what seven miles every every, every day. Um, it, it's, it's, probably every two or three days I'll get out there and do seven, five to six. Seven. Yeah, who's who's? You right. say, oh, with no, maybe, with no mu- maybe every two days. With <laughs> no music, man. No music, <laughs> bro. No music, bro. I'll be like, hey, that's a whole nother. This is this. There's, there's some conversations we can go down. Be a whole nother episode, yeah, and it will. We find part three. We're gonna have to make this a mini series right here. We got. Yeah, wow, uh, yeah, yeah, but but that that struggle is real, man, and and that's the part we wanna we wanna share with all y'all for real. Like, no matter how good a K runs doing, the Elgin's doing, Courtney's doing, there's still an individual struggle that everybody deals with on a day to day basis, right? We just we just learn how to beat it more so than we let it beat us. Try to win minute by minute, right? Because <laughs> that's how fa- that's how it's happening. Second by second, you're making a decision. We trying to just make sure we make the next right decision, and those minutes will lead to a good day. Good day lead to a good week, on to a good month, on to a good year. But we're doing it one step at a time, like I said earlier, finding those edge pieces in those corners first, right? <laughs> so we just doing it one piece at a time. We ain't we ain't trying to eat the whole elephant in one one sitting. You can't do it. We're gonna chop some of them and we'll put them in the freezer. We're gonna right. eat them, <laughs> but we can't That's eat them right. all today. <laughs> you know That's what right. I'm saying? So. Yeah, I'm gonna shut up. Let you let you have the flow. Man, I, I I really I got more questions, but this is what we're gonna do for the sake of time. K Rod, yeah. I'm gonna save them questions because I know we at eventually at some point in time we'll meet back at this moment. Yeah. We will, yeah. we will. Cause if uh yeah. <laughs> clearly, clearly, clearly yeah. we will. Clearly. Yeah. We, feel we, will, man. we will. I just wanna say, man, hey dude, seriously, um, uh, I know it's only been a two or three times we talk to each other mm-hmm. and then just through text man but also man just proud of of uh what you're doing um what you're standing on the courage um that it had to take for you to do that um even when probably some of the closest people to you probably couldn't see it that's the thing about the vision only you can see the vision mm-hmm. and people that follow got to trust and at times man there's probably been people around that just didn't see that vision that didn't mean they love you no less. They just couldn't see it, you know. Yeah. You you still had to move on that, brother. So uh, just salute you, man, over here from Texas, bro, and uh, proud of what you're doing, man. And just uh, continue to let that light shine, bro, because it's Thanks. shining on you. And let me share this with you, brothers. On the same note, thank you for that. What what I what I value with you two brothers that I have met is. It's a genuine, it's, it's gen, I feel it, it's genuine, right? Where, again, breaking some of these cycles. It's like, I, I see how y'all interact. It's like, 
you support one another, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, brother, I want you to shine. Brother, I want you to shine. Yeah. And guess what? You shining is not going to affect me shining at all. Like, not even kind of. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can, uh, you, you feel what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 I, and I love this because that's the energy that I move in. You know what I'm saying? I say anywhere yeah. I go, really, I'm just trying to be a supplement. I just want to empower. And then I could fall, I could fade to black and get on and keep doing what I'm yeah. doing. I don't yeah. plan on me. Keep moving, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I want to empower you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just salute that, brothers, because um, you know, that's that's what we need. As we talk about redefining our, our culture and the narratives, I see this platform of what it is and what it feels like. And I, I salute y'all brothers from, from the from the bottom of my heart, brother. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah, we appreciate we you. appreciate you, man. Hey, uh, before we jump off, uh K-Rod, for the people that's listening. Uh, that's tuning in or or that will listen. Mm -hmm. uh, how can they get more about what you do? How can they support you? Could you tell us that how you know where can they find you at? Yeah, um, I'm getting better on social media, so I'm on social media. Um, Instagram is at live above it. You know, we always trying to live above it. So at live above it. Um, you can also go if you want to like if for those who are like really into like the institutions and things of that nature, really want to work with me innersonconsulting.com you know what I'm saying and go to my website and really check out for those who's really trying to do this you know about doing this work yeah and that's the best that's the best way to get with me like I say mm -hmm. Instagram live above it or yeah. go to my my website and you know let's get to it hey. I'm all about this work hey I, I see how that struggle when you start talking about social media Courtney know the same thing. <laughs> I, I, I disappear for six months. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, like, I don't even think about yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I'm over like, that. You know I'm, I'm like, saying? hey, man, we got to put our content, bro. You know, man, I ain't, I ain't logged on in three months. I'm like, no, nah, you got <laughs> to bring somebody in for that. That's what we working on. That's what we talked to. I, me and Kimmy had a conversation yesterday. Mm -hmm. Me and Courtney talked about this. We need to go ahead and bring somebody on that I record it, boom, and I give it to you. You post it because, man, my the frequency level that I'm on right now, man, it just I don't that that does not that does not uh attract me. I don't I'm not attracted to it. It's cool. I understand the the importance of it, but um, I just understand too the rabbit hole you can go down, mm -hmm. and because the discipline that I have, I just know what I need to be disciplined on discipline about and that's more don'ts than do's and i don't need to be doing that too much so i need to <laughs> yeah. give it to somebody a lot of don'ts, that's what discipline yeah. is there's a lot of don'ts like rather than do more, more don'ts yeah. than do's yeah yeah that's it. yeah so yeah man so, all, right, all right with that being said people we need y'all to watch on facebook <laughs> we need y'all to log in and watch our platform on facebook now we want to thank y'all because i didn't do this like we used to do on the intro I want to thank each and every person that listens, watches, Spotify, Facebook, uh, uh, Ghana Podcast, Apple, whatever you listen on, whatever you watch on. We thank all of y'all. We thank K-Ron for his time because time is something we just I don't make it. We just can't get it back. And so we appreciate you spending your time with us, man. Uh, Edgar and I have a big jacket and turkey giveaway coming up. Y'all will probably see this episode after that, but I'm shouting out a thank you to everybody who's assisting with it, with that back home now because we won't be there. So it takes a village of people to get that done for us. Shout out to y'all, Butchie, uh, my daddy, uh, my stepmother, my mother, whoever else is helping with it, Tim, 
Appreciate y'all, man, for, for making that happen for our people back home. This is the lit code. We out. We love y'all. Peace. Peace.